What's up, y'all? Hello, good morning, good night, good evening, and goodbye to anyone standing in your way of being your best self. I'm Lauren Allen, your host, and this is the Hustle Like a Stripper podcast. So you know who's been standing in my way recently? My fucking self. How many of y'all can relate? Raise your hand. It's okay, you're probably alone in your room right now. No one's gonna see you. Just raise that fucking hand up and wave it like you just don't care. Whew. All right, you can put it down. Arm workout. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. So I wanted to get really real raw McDude pants with y'all about why I haven't been showing up. I've pretty much disappeared from social media over the last two weeks into the new year. I haven't showed up on my podcast. I haven't been doing my coffee dates. And that's just plain old fuckery. I have not been motivated. I haven't been inspired. I haven't felt compelled to share anything with y'all. I am a super shy and private person. I know that sounds like a fucking oxymoron, right? Like a fucking stripper being shy. But it's real. And I have been super, super scared of putting myself out there the way I have. Like when I started the Hustle Like a Stripper movement and I put the hashtag Hustle Like a Stripper in my bio and started writing about my life, writing about my business, writing about my experiences, it took the wind out of me. And it's terrifying to be honest and be yourself in a world where being yourself is incredibly taboo. And the lifestyle that I partake in is very, very taboo. I have family members that follow me. A lot of my family members are very buttoned up, more leaning conservative business people. And here I am, the psychedelic black sheep, being super, super honest about my experiences with drugs and travel and abusive relationships and stripping and lucrative (laughs) self-employment. That is strange to them. And that is incredibly terrifying. And something that recently came up for me in a lot of the shadow work that I've been doing in this quiet time, I've really been turning inward. I've been trying to uncover exactly why I am feeling the way that I am, why I struggle with consistency, why I struggle with being vulnerable on social media. And I actually came to a lot of really great conclusions. So a lot of times if you're feeling uninspired or you're feeling blocked or you don't know what to do next, it usually means that there's something inside that you've been ignoring, you haven't been giving the attention it needs, or something you need to go back and revisit and understand and learn and grow from. So I thought I had my shit in a row. I was feeling really great beginning January and it slowly started to dwindle and I realized that I didn't feel authentic in my message on social media. I didn't feel like I was giving value. I felt strange giving people advice. Like I just felt so strange. So I backed off and looked inside. And I realized that I had these wounds that I thought that I had healed. I thought that I had looked over. But it seems like I was just scratching the surface And I pushed it off and I'm like, oh, well, solved that. I'm glad I'm healed. But, you know, sometimes when things are very deeply ingrained, they're coming from a place 
where you were growing, like in your childhood or in your formative years, or when it was someone that you admired or respected or looked up to, there are a lot of reasons why certain traumas and certain embarrassing moments may hurt more or be harder to heal. And for me, it was because I had these experiences in my formative years. So they warped my mind and warped my outlook on who I was or how I could show up in the world. So I've been placing these limits on myself and I didn't really realize why. So I did some soul searching and I came up with it. I have a cousin who still looks at my Instagram, looks at all my stuff, doesn't say anything to me, but will watch all of my stuff. I have a few family members like that. They're very interested in what I'm saying, like what I'm posting, most likely just to judge me or it could be out of curiosity or I I really don't know. You know how good it feels to compare yourself to somebody else and say, well, at least I'm not that guy. You know, it just makes us feel good. So I might be that for some people in my family. You know, that's okay. And I didn't realize how much it was affecting me. Like, I knew I was afraid of being judged by my family. You know, we all want our family and our loved ones to respect us and be proud of us. So I knew at that surface level that's a part of it. But I had forgotten about a memory of high school. I was probably like 15 or 16, and I had a bang and bod. I was super, super proud of it. I loved to show it off. Um, So not shocking, of course. (laughs) And I had just gotten an Instagram account. I was super excited about it. And I posted a picture of me in my bikini from the side. And it was almost like a thong bikini. And you couldn't really see the bikini. It looked like I was bottomless, almost. But you could kind of see it. You know, it was a little raunchy, a little racy. But I was in a bikini. I'm 15, 16 years old. Super excited about Instagram and being a hottie. Whatever. And I had a cousin call my mom and tell her that I was posting inappropriate pictures and telling her she should talk to me and screenshotting it and sending it to her. And I remember my mom coming into my room, tears and just falling down her face. She's screaming. She's crying. She's telling me, you're an embarrassment. You're a slut. I'm so disappointed in you. What the fuck? Like, just, I felt so ashamed. And I felt like I was slowly curling up in a ball inside. And I remember the disappointment. I remember the shame. I remember the fear. And in that moment, there was a part of me that shut off and closed off. And now I'm not blaming my mom. She was coming from a place of concern. She was coming from her own ideals, her own values that were instilled in her from her own life. She came from a place of care, a place of worry. So I don't blame my mom. I don't blame my cousin. It's the same situation, her own values, her own ideals, her own expectations of what a woman should be or how a lady should be or how a woman can show up or what sexuality is appropriate or inappropriate for a teenager, I'm not blaming her either. But what I came to realize was I have been half-assing how I show up on social media or how I show up in my business. I've been putting it through that filter of fear, of shame, of a 15, 16-year-old being ashamed and terrified of being judged and 
the inability to feel comfortable in her body. When that's not my story anymore. That's not me. I'm a 22-year-old woman in healthy relationship with lucrative self-employment and a great body image. That's not me anymore. But I was still conducting myself like a child. I was making posts and thinking, oh my God, what is everyone going to think when they see this? What is she going to think when she sees this? What is my family going to say? When I would do my coffee dates, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to watch this. What are they going to think? What is everyone going to say? And that's scary when I'm operating from a place of I'm a scared, vulnerable, shameful 15, 16 year old. Let's take it back even further. Another way that I was limiting myself and limiting my vulnerability on social media and having trouble being consistent was because I, as many of y'all in middle school or high school, I dealt with bullying. And my bullying was super extreme. I had a girl that I didn't really get along with or I didn't like or I said something. Who the fuck knows? My shit-talking ass. Who even knows what really happened? But... It was in sixth grade, and this girl was really popular, and everybody in the sixth grade class hated me after that. And I'm not joking. Every fucking buddy. Every last person. The seventh graders, the eighth graders. People didn't like me. And some of these girls, later down into the saga, some of these girls went on my MySpace, and left awful messages. They left awful comments telling me to die in a fucking hole, to kill myself, that I was ugly, that I was worthless. And even to this day, it gives me chills and makes me want to throw up. Imagining the sixth grade version of myself reading those messages and internalizing them and clinging to them for dear life. And that moment right there, I closed up. I put up walls. I told myself it's not safe to be vulnerable. It's not safe to be yourself. People are going to laugh at you. People are going to say mean things. I have been operating from that mindset, that mindset of a scared child, an outcast, a weak, bullied child, a sick kid. I believe that I also struggle with consistency because as a child, My health was very inconsistent. Showing up at school was very inconsistent. I wasn't able to be consistent in sports because I was always getting sick. So that has been translating into my adult life. Like I'm, I've been stuck in this child mindset. Whew, let me tell y'all, that's not easy to realize about yourself, where you've been limiting yourself. And you notice that I've said, me. It's not my mom's fault. It's not those girls in middle school's fault. It's not my cousin's fault. It's not my aunt's fault. It's not anyone else's fault. It's not anybody's fault. But I have created that. I have held fast to that belief. I have been limiting myself. Not anybody else. Those voices in your head, those limiting beliefs, they wear masks. But at the end of the day, that is your voice telling you those things, doubting yourself. That's all you. Realizing this has been harsh, but it's the real fucking raw McDude Pants truth. 
And being able to hold myself responsible and accountable for these limiting beliefs, it's been enlightening and it has been freeing. Without blame, without self-hatred, just realizing I have the power to let these go. Accountability and blame are two different things. I'm not beating myself up like, oh my God, you're such a fucking child or why the fuck are you being so stupid? You know, I had that, that moment at first when I'm working through these things, but I was able to let that go because I realized when I hold myself accountable and I realize those voices and limiting beliefs are me, they're me. I have the power to change that because they're me. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> so the lesson and message here for you, babe, is don't be afraid of going deep and revisiting a lot of those painful memories because these childhood memories and these interactions and these beliefs that we've been taught, they will affect you into your adult life and your whole entire existence unless you go and revisit them. And it's going to probably take you more than once for a lot of these memories. I believed that, oh, I can visit this and I just say, oh, I forgive you. Everything's fine and I'll move on. But they remain buried at the surface. You might have to stare this problem or these beliefs in the face a few times, maybe continuously, but that's okay. You can put it back on the shelf for a minute if it's too much, if you're swimming too deep, and then you can take it back off the shelf and revisit it and go deeper. There's no rush to healing and there's no rush to figure it all out. The other lesson and the other realization Accountability over blame. When you hold yourself accountable for what's happened in your life, the limiting beliefs you've held on to, how you've reacted to situations, the mistake you've made, that is so healthy. It's freeing. A weight has been lifted. You're making space for more joy, more friendship, more love, more wealth in your life. But when you're blaming yourself, it feels heavy. It's, oh my God, I'm a fuck up. Or, oh my God, I've allowed all this to happen. I'm so fucking dumb. Blame is dirty and it's dark and it's whiplash inducing. It doesn't feel freeing. But accountability is freedom. Because you have the power to change it. What you've created in your life, you have the power to shift. So as I'm going through this hard time of dredging up these dark old stories and these shadow stories that I'd rather just sweep under the rug, I found my voice again. I found that storytelling. I found my angle. Because I'm being honest. I'm coming from a real place, not where I think I need to come from. You know, I'm not always happy with my bank account. I have a wealthy mindset, a wealthy consciousness, but I also realized that I've been focused so much on material things and money that I haven't been focusing on my inner riches, my spiritual wealth. I've been neglecting that. And that's okay because I'm holding myself accountable. I'm not blaming myself for that. I have the solutions. I take steps daily to get more in, in touch with my spiritual wealth or express gratitude for things that aren't things but are my emotions, are my friendships, the ability to write, 
the ability to convey emotion, the ability to walk, my connection with the divine, being able to speak my truth for those who wish to hear it. That's beautiful. That's wealth. That's riches. Being able to share love in a healthy and happy home, that, that is wealth. And I have been so worried about money and so worried about making money or coming up with value or, <laughs> or being this person that I thought I had to be when really all I had to do was take a step back and assess the inside and assess the shadow. And I found my voice in the darkness. So maybe your problem isn't that you're blocked or you're stuck or you're not creative or you're not motivated. It might be that you need to assess what's really going on inside, those limiting beliefs, what you think about yourself, or what experiences have molded you to where you are right now. I think motiv- like demotivation and this feeling of stuckness is looked at as a negative thing, but it doesn't have to be. Because rather than blaming yourself for being blocked and stuck and not making progress, you can hold yourself accountable and work towards finding solutions. That's my favorite fucking thing. This, that's, for this year, it's fulfilled potential and finding solutions. That's my fucking motto. Because there is always a solution. And you hold the key to those solutions. There is nothing that you don't already know. When it comes to yourself, your past, your future, you already know. You just have to wade through the bullshit. And now I know why I haven't been able to move forward or show up or be vulnerable. Because I've been acting like a child. As much responsibility as I have now and as independent as I am now, I've still been acting like a kid. So what about you? What old stories are you holding on to? Whose opinion are you worried about? Where have you been blocking yourself and why? Rather than complaining, rather than blaming, how can you hold yourself accountable and find a solution? I have made it a point recently to be honest about my feelings because I felt like I haven't been able to express how I feel to people. And I've had friendships gone awry, relationships gone awry. And recently I've been putting back a lot of pieces of these important relationships and friendships. And that has felt so good. And I had a fallout with a really good friend of mine probably like six months ago. I said a lot of mean things. This friend was being really selfish in a time I really, really needed a friend. And I, I'd been thinking about speaking to her or reaching out, but I had this belief that if I forgive her or if I make the first move or if I say something first, then that means I'm letting her off the hook and I'm taking the blame. But today, I sat down, I wrote a letter with absolutely no blame, I took accountability for my part in it and extended forgiveness and I mailed the letter 
And let me tell you, the freedom that I felt in that moment is shining through my chest right now. And I realized that forgiveness doesn't mean taking the blame. And it doesn't mean you're letting the other person off the hook. Forgiveness sets you free. And it releases the resentment. It lets you off the hook. And it means you're making space for what you actually want. Because when you're angry at somebody or when you're holding blame for somebody or you still are recounting this argument or these feelings in your head, you, you know, we only have limited space in our hearts and our minds. You know, we get overloaded very fast. So when you're holding on to these feelings and emotions and these arguments, you're not making space. So forgiveness for others, even those who have wronged you, it is really benefiting you. There it is again, accountability. Rather than focusing on what someone else has done to you or what they said or how they fucked up, look at yourself. Set yourself free. No more blaming. Who can you forgive starting today? How can you hold yourself accountable for what happened or what didn't happen? How can you do that without blame? How can you offer up yourself and others more acceptance. Because in acceptance, accountability, and forgiveness, it doesn't mean you lose. It doesn't mean you're taking all the blame or you're shouldering all the hurt or you're just letting them off the hook. You're allowing yourself to be free of those emotions. And that's beautiful. Try writing a letter. Try just writing out how you feel. Write out where you can hold yourself accountable and where you can hold them accountable and just let yourself sit with that. When it comes to dredging up these shadow parts of ourselves or these bad memories, try and come from a place of compassion and understanding for yourself and for the other people in your life. That is true wealth. That is true inner richness is being able to express your emotions And feel your past, feel your present, feel your future in freedom. That is wealth. Having the space for love and joy and friendship in your life, no matter what has happened to you. And being present in who you are right now. Not past you, not even future you, but right here, right now. I hope I've given you a lot to think about. And I hope you can find something to dredge up, something to work on, something to ponder and question. I hope that this has been enlightening for you, as enlightening as it's been for me. I hope this gives you the courage and the compassion and the strength to forgive, to hold yourself accountable, to release blame, because you deserve that. And life isn't meant to be suffered through You're not supposed to be feeling resentful and angry and uptight and blocked. You hold the key. You have the power to remove those blocks and to work past them. You already have the answers. Now it's up to you to go find them. I love you so much. I'll see you next time.